The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Welcome to the game, a show that High Times Magazine once called exquisitely tasteful. Hmm. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, <laughs> and Big Steve is with us today. Big Steve, we're sage. Class work. Oh, class. God. I forget she's a student. And I forget that she's responsible. You know what I mean? I'd have been like, ah, forget about it. She's that one person, like, you can easily tell she is the smartest person. Like, when it comes to this show, she is the smartest person. Absolutely. Smartest person. However, I I gave Big Steve the opportunity to show how smart he is, and he failed. Whoa! And here's what happened. Oh, boy. Here is what happened. So... I want to start out the show by giving a shout-out to Rob Velker. Yes. Voice of K-State Volleyball, former sports director here at K-Man. He was the host of this show, of this show, the game for, I don't know how long he was here, but a, a while. Yeah, he's With a Matt huge Walters and, a and John deal. Kurtz. They were, the, they were the three when I started. And uh, Rob Velker donated a, a TV to us. Our studio has had a broken TV since Big Steve was in Huggies. And we, we we just never did anything about it, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. this broken TV. A Vizio has been up there forever. Rob brings over a white Vizio. It works in everything. It looks awesome. But we hooked up the Cox Mini cable box to it, and it doesn't work. Gave us the green blinking light. Ugh. Apparently, there just isn't cable hooked up to it. So if there's... Um, Anyway, from Cox listening right now, and they got some spare time. Yeah, if you're on the, if you're one of the on-call guys, we got a call go right now. Swing by, I, we I, have some work for you. I mean, I can do some stuff like I did back in college and good now when we spread through five uh, rooms. Yeah, you got a splitter. Whoa. Hold on, <laughs> you so got a splitter. With that, I'm almost certain How that is just an output resolution mismatch. See, now That's he's throwing words. No, at I'm us. serious. I just have to find a coaxial cable. And hook it up to change the resolution for the HDMI. That's literally probably what it is. Anybody, if you still got coaxial cable at your house. I do. I just didn't know I'd need it today. You don't carry coaxial cable with you at I all I used times? to. Keep that in your trunk. I, I used to, and then so everybody went and, to I mean, HDMI. Golly. I know that the things are moving towards HDMI, but if I've ever said anything to you, it's been this. Always keep coaxial cable oh, yeah. on you. I have said that After to you. Today, it's going to be in my trunk forever. Ten times. And you go, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just like young yes, guys Dad. always do. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, yeah, what's yeah. funny is he's never yes, said Dad. that like once. I have said that a hundred times. I figure times. Big Steve just keeps 200 feet of Ethernet cable <laughs> in his okay. trunk at I all times. I actually do have a spare spool of that in my car. <laughs> Spool. And terminators and the splice tool. Terminators? That's the little caps on the end that actually plug into the device. I had no idea. Yeah. Exactly. Why'd you shoot him? Because you told me to. That's what I think of when I think Terminator. of Terminator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you got all that and you still can't hook up the cable. I am, man, 
you're oh, you're on thin ice today, buddy. Awesome. Thank you for being on thin ice. Yes, Dad. <laughs> that, hey, shout out one more time, Rob Vilker. Awesome. Yes. Dude is cool, and he just upped his coolness again. Oh, he's awesome. Is D.Y. ready to go? Yeah, he's ready. Right. Oh, we'll get to D.Y. here. Come on, D.Y. Uh, I, I do want to preview a few things here on the show. Before we get to at D. Young Rivals, we're going to talk a lot of recruiting. Hmm. Uh, still to come in hour two, K-State has announced an academic incentive program. I think it's very fair. It's not the same everywhere. As a matter of fact, there's a whole lot of programs that don't even have this yet, even though they are allowed to, and you've been allowed to do this for quite a while, like a couple of years. Whoa. But K-State's making that happen now. Classy Cats head coach mm-hmm. Sarah Heptig, along with her captain Emmy, will be coming on to talk about winning a national championship Yeah, a week and a half ago in Orlando. Number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything, coming up as well. But we're now... Pleased to once to be uh, once again to be joined by Derek Young from K State Online. Dy, how long is your Ethernet cable? I I don't think I have one. <laughs> I keep one around. You never know when the Wi-Fi is going to go weird, and it seems like I'm a gamer. Games always download at a faster pace when you have the Xbox hooked up to the Ethernet cable. You know what I'm saying, Big Steve? Yeah. So yes, I, I think do. my dad hooked me up with a 100-footer one time. Yeah. Well, be, being a former uh, – living in a fraternity house at one point in my life, I do re- I do recall uh, the massive, uh, lengthy Ethernet cords going throughout the fraternity <laughs> house for all the, for all the people that were into gaming – at the time, I am not a huge gamer. I, I dabble here and there, but it's more the the sport games. I, I'll do the show for baseball, FIFA. FIFA is a lot of fun as well. So it's more along those lines. NCAA football back in the day, still miss it. It was always tradition for me. I would get the latest FIFA. And when soccer season was rolling around, when I was calling the games for uh, K-State soccer, yeah. I would uh, freshen up. On soccer, then uh, you know, what it takes, you know what the what it takes with the game and, and the rules and all that stuff. My refresh would be just playing some FIFA. Wow, wow! Entered some gamer score while I'm at it. All right, Dy, let's get to some recruiting. As a matter of fact, it was literally just announced by K State a few minutes ago. The second edition for Coach Tang's team, and that is Cam Carter. But I don't want to start there. I want to start with the first guy because we're going in chronological order. That's the way I like to party. The first guy. Landed by Coach Tang and company is Jarrell Colbert. Colbert Hills has already tweeted at him if he wants to come play some golf. He can go play some golf if he wants to. I love that connection already. He's a 6'10 transfer from LSU. I've said it on this show many times. It takes a lot to impress me when it comes to recruiting in the guys you land, especially being a K-State fan all my life. You're used to the three stars, right? Four stars is a luxury. Five stars feels like a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. But you feel like maybe they're going to start trending upwards to maybe those five stars. You never know when that's going to happen. I like a good surprise. But when it comes to Jarrell Colbert, former top 150, a former four-star, those are rivals numbers, played very little at LSU. So let me know. Is this a good start for K-State? It is a great start. Um he, he has a lot of cachet to him, like you said, a once pretty prominent recruit in, in the national scene that 
you know, could have played a lot of different places that he wanted to. And we, and yeah, we have to remember here, Will Wade was the coach at LSU and he's not the coach at LSU because, you know, to put it lightly, they recruited too well. Um, I think that's a good way of putting it. And, and that includes Jarrell Colbert, obviously, but that's just to go to show that he wasn't on a team that was lacking in talent. So yeah, he may not have played uh, a whole lot. I think he played in four different games. That was it for a total of over 20 minutes. But they had, they brought in a one of the best transfers in the country that kind of played ahead of him. There was a recruit at his position that they recruited at the same time as him that was ranked just as well as he was or maybe even a little higher. So he did have a whole lot of traffic in front of him to navigate to have play time. That doesn't mean he's not any good. Um, it just means that, you know, perhaps it just didn't work out for him either. They played uh, a different style ball towards the end of, under Will Wade as well. And sometimes things just don't clip between player and program, right? I mean, I, we could probably come up with a number of players that didn't play at their, uh, you know, at one point uh, prior place that went on to uh, having a pretty good career elsewhere. Actually, I remember, you know, our old pal, John Kurtz, even brought up Brady Heslop. He played at Boston College before transferring to Baylor, where he played for Scott Drew and Jerome Tang. Brady Heslop didn't play at Boston College at all, but turned into a pretty good ball player at Baylor. So it's all not all black and white like that. If I had to compare him to anyone just because of the talent, the length, what will be asked of him, I think a good comp, and I don't know if everyone will remember this guy. I think he played in college almost three or four years ago. He was on Texas Tech's team. Like Chris Beard took the national championship, and that was Tariq Owens, just a long, skinny, you know, very tall shot blocker around the rim that could really run the floor and get his points that way. And I think that's what Jarrell Colbert will provide uh, for the Wildcats. Yeah, to give you uh, what he did, I suppose, at LSU, he played in just four games as a true freshman, 27 total minutes, and scored just two points. But you're right, D.Y., LSU, they did recruit a little bit too good uh, because – there were a couple of guys in front of him that were just incredible players at LSU. I mean, their top two players were forwards. And if you look at his athleticism, I was very impressed with what Jim Col- or Jim. There you go. Jarrell Colbert, Colbert. did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did in high school. He was very – his tape in high school was extremely impressive. Like, his post move was extremely athletic. Like, it, it was so athletic – he could just step in here and be the most athletic five we've seen at K-State in a handful of years by his yeah, post that, moves. Go ahead, D.Y. That's a, that's another good route to take. And, and this is going to sound like throwing shade at the players that they had this last year. And this is a no disrespect to them as, you know, people or anything. But if you didn't, if you're going to kind of complain that Jarrell Colbert didn't break through in that LSU lineup, I got something to say that the guys that played in the paint last year for Kansas state, they probably wouldn't have broke through that LSU lineup either. So it's still, d- despite his lack of playing time, it's still, it's, it's easy to see the upside that he has in comparison to what was on the roster just a few months ago, but also to see that it's, it can still be an upgrade, even if he didn't get that playing time. I'll add one more thing to Colbert. One thing K-State really lacked this past season shot blocking their shot blocking was a very low number and what did Colbert do in high school he was a dynamic shot blocker he was very impressive defensively that's really the difference in athleticism there because as good as Davion Bradford was in year one and he was pretty good in year one um in his 
you know, time on the floor. Um, no one's going to mistake him for being an, an elite athlete. And I think it is fair to call Jarrell Colbert an elite athlete. And the more I see the name Colbert, yeah, Colbert Hills, a <laughs> uh, little, little name, image, and likeness, a uh, little partnership there seems yeah, very how hand would, in hand. How would that work with it being the athletic department involved with Colbert Hills? Well, that's that's interesting. I think you can separate the two a little bit. Yeah. Like he, he gets free golf as long as he you know, says, hey, you know, a round of 18 today cost this much. I, I was really surprised when I looked on Twitter. He was, when I just searched his name, a lot of LSU fans were like, this guy's buried on the bench. We got to get him more playing time. I mean, he was along with Shaquille O'Neal's son was another guy. They're like, we got to get him more playing time. And so it's. I, I think people say that they go, well, he didn't play that much at LSU, but it's like just backing up what you guys have just talked about. He had so many people in front of him, and so many big. I mean, if you recruit Shaquille O'Neal's kid to your team, you're going to play him because that's going to sell tickets. It's going to have uh, more attention to you. But LSU is in a spot where like we don't have to. We don't have to play this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just willing to wait on him in order to to when he was at his absolute best. So I'm excited. Are you excited, Dy, about this guy? Absolutely. Yeah. It must be nice to be LSU last year. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they were a six seed, obviously lost their head coach and lost in the first round to Iowa state, but it was at a point where they had too much talent. They had guys sitting on the bench that probably weren't deserving of yeah, that. Yeah, They were really, I thought early on in the season, they were like, I, I thought this is going to be a final four team. They looked amazing because they had like 30 guys they could put on the court, but yeah, it fell apart towards the end of the year. All right, D.Y., I suppose we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about the second edition, and it was literally just announced a few minutes ago by K-State Athletics, who the new edition for Coach Tang and K-State men's basketball is. We'll talk about that young man when we come back with Derek Young from K-State Online here on The Game. Okay, I can easily tell this is the Gorillas, right? No, it's okay. Foster the People. Oh, oh Pumped Up Kicks. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. Man. It's the oh, one that sounds happy but is not happy at all if you listen to the lyric. Hmm. You, you, you can't wait for Do They Know It tomorrow. All right, here we go. <laughs> that's not on there. Dude, what? Yeah, I know what's on there. Uh-oh. Some Euro House Fusion. Actually, this week, no. Huh. The game continues. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, Big Steve, and also joining us via the Zoom from Kansas City. That is Derek Young from Case and Online. I suppose you're in Kansas City. I don't know that for sure, but let's uh, continue on with our discussion about K-State men's basketball recruiting. Last segment, we talked about Jarrell Colbert, first cat to sign with the new head coach in town. And then yesterday was the commitment. Today, we get the signing of Mississippi State 6'3 transfer guard, Cam Carter, not to be confused with Cam Carter, uh, Cam Carter or Cameron Carter. Yeah, there's another one. Four star kid who used joke. to be. Oh come on! I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in our wheelhouse, though. I mean, if you to be honest, I mean, you've sat in here, Dy. You know, that's kind of par for the course. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, that, that that fits in that room. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm not known for dad jokes. That's right. And that was definitely a dad joke. That was yeah, a, that was a good. I, I liked it. I've never been that guy, so I got to put him out there once in a while. Somebody's got to do it around here. <laughs> 
DG can't be the only funny guy. No so doubt. this Cam Carter guy from Mississippi State, he's a Louisiana kid, four stars, and he got a lot more playing time than Jarrell Colbert, but he also played on a worse team. I mean, a team that you know barely gets into the NIT and they get bounced in the first round of NIT play by Virginia. But 27 games, he had a handful of starts, but he saw about eight and a half minutes a game. And he shot uh, about 40% from the field, a couple of points a game as well. Do you put him in the same category on the potential with Jarrell Colbert uh, when it comes to Cam Carter? Probably. Uh, maybe not as maybe not as high. I mean, it's tough because they play two different positions, right? So it's just a challenging question to, to answer because of that. But he is someone that can really fill it up uh, when he's comfortable in the scheme, the system, and when I guess he feels, you know, uh, more ingratiated into what the team is doing. I, I guess if I'm going to defend this pickup, and I'm, I'm not trying to beat around a bush, I am I am pretty happy and pretty thrilled about it for Kansas State's sake. But if you were to defend it because you have to say, oh, you know, he played not a lot, just like Jarrell Colbert and on a far worse team, is that I, I just don't know if Ben Hallen really found the pieces and put them in the right spots throughout last season. And there's a reason why he's fired and not coaching in Mississippi State anymore. And, and there's an argument to be made that Cam Carter probably wasn't used enough or in the right way. And for a coaching staff that Kansas State has, it's had pretty good luck in developing players in general, but also look at Jerome Tang being with Baylor and the way that they brought through guards. In that system, I think you can probably, you know, find the you know the right goods there to for for a good for a good basketball player. And at least you have to maybe trust the eye of Jerome Tang in this instance. As well, so I, I feel I just feel good about it in that realm. But he's a really good defender as well, so in a lot of length too. So I, it almost seems like they're really putting a really strong defensive team on the court, at least in the early going. Yeah, you mentioned you trust the eye of Jerome Tang. I mean, I remember when Casey Ziega was picked up, and you know he's coming from UTEP, and there he he barely played. And I think. Obviously, there's probably a huge difference there when you come from Utah or you're coming from Mississippi State, a power five next to a, or a group of five, power six, whatever you want to call it, compared to UTEP. I mean, you're, you're talking about a big difference there. However, you do have a kid that's like Drell Colbert, a former four-star kid, certainly does have potential. I will say, though, I, I also watched his high school film. I wasn't as impressed as I was with Colbert. I mean, as a guard, he does like to slash. His best shooting does come from the hoop. He can finish with his offhand, which I did notice as well. And he's not a bad defender. Like I was watching his defense as well. He doesn't do or try to do too much or be too aggressive. He's just all about staying in front of his guy and creating the toughest shot he possibly can. I do appreciate that about him. Potential is there, but again, I'm not as high on him as I when it comes to Cam Carter as I am with Jarrell Colbert. Do you want to respond to that, DY? Uh, I think uh, I think yours definitely easier to be a fan, more of a fan of the Colbert edition, and I do think that Carter is more defensive minded than offensive minded as well. Probably similar to Colbert. Um, they need. I would say, I'll put it this way. I like the two pickups, but they need to go find some scoring or a little bit more scoring-oriented players the rest of the way. Speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online, 
So I guess the the conversation now goes into a little bit of a different direction. I I had a you know Grand Flanders on. We kind of just talked about what could come of the latest recruiting of K State men's basketball, Jerome Tang and company. Now that also comes down to who's going to be visiting upcoming, and there's a couple of big names I've noticed. But uh, I'll let you, I guess, talk about that uh, DY about who potentially could be the next name. That's going to be hard to answer, but about the visits coming up. Yeah, next name's tough, tough to answer. But so, I mean, if they keep hitting on the visits as well as they have, you could just say maybe it's the next visitor. So we can dig right into that immediately, and that is uh, the University of Detroit guard Antoine Davis. I don't know if you have the numbers from him offhand at the moment, but he can really score it. I'm pretty sure he's averaged over 20 points per game each of the last two seasons. And if he has, you know, a similar season as that again in his fifth year, um, I think it would contend or come close to Pete Maravich's all-time record. So that's the kind of score we're talking about here. Of course, he played in what I believe is the Horizon League for the University of Detroit. So I'm not saying he's playing, you know, in a extremely tough league while doing this, the same way that Pete Maravich did it. And, of course, he has the three-point line at his disposal now, too. Davis, of course. And he's the son of former Indiana head coach Mike Davis that was the last coach to take the Hoosiers to the national championship. Now they lost to Maryland that year. He has since coached in a few different places, one of those being at Texas Southern. And that's where he obviously – developed a friendship and a strong relationship with some of the Kansas State coaches, such as a Jareen Dowling, a Yurik Malagy, and a Jerome Tang. Um, he's now the head coach of Detroit, so his son's actually transferring away from him. And they did mention NIL being maybe um, a potential motivator on that front and getting just getting an opportunity to play probably in a high major basketball conference. So if you ask, you know, who's potentially next, that's the next visitor. And they're two for two on visits so far. They make it three for three. They're they're coming through with, you know, one of the best scorers in college basketball. So those two names you just mentioned, and by the way, if you want the complete list on who K-State's been trying to talk to, trying to recruit, com. that website is cooking with information on what's going on with Cats recruiting. The two names you mentioned – one of them has been on my list, like high on my list for quite some time, and that's Marcus Ham. And I've talked about him multiple times on the show going back a few weeks. I love how when it comes to him and his size and how athletic he can be, I do love that. You mentioned it's Antoine Davis. Uh, that's how yes, you say Antoine his first Davis. name? Okay. Yeah, Antoine Davis, the son of Mike Davis. And then Mark Hammond, Marcus Hammond is the, the guard from Niagara. And I'll be honest, I'm a little partial to that one as well because he's a lefty, and I'm a lefty when it comes to basketball. And I think the, a shot from a left-hander just looks a little bit better for some reason. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Antoine Davis, who K-State has a decent shot of getting him into into town and, and doing a visit. This weekend. So his stats are stupid. Are incredible. <laughs> Oh, my God. Here was his scoring averages. So he's played four seasons at Detroit Mercy. He averaged from freshman to senior year, 26, 24, 24, and 24. And you can imagine he's averaging 24 points in his career. 
and he's also his shooting numbers 43% this last season. I should say 24 points his last year. That's what I was looking at for a season average. But he also shot 43% from the field last year and 38% from three-point range. Yeah, not too shabby. And by the way, a fantastic free-throw shooter at a career average of about 88%. Yeah, and durable. Like, have you, I mean, he averaged 37 <laughs> minutes basically, or yeah, 38 minutes his whole career. And then he played 30 games almost every year. He he, had, he missed a few a couple years ago, but durable, can shoot, you know, can dime a little bit here and there. Oh, man, this guy, get this guy. I, I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, if, if K-State were to get him and also Hammond from Niagara, oh. I mean, I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm all about that. That that will impress me, especially with all the attention these guys are getting. Uh, do I do have a couple more basketball questions, but they don't necessarily cons- – it's not all about K-State with these couple of questions here. But for those that don't know, Derek Young obviously writes for K-State Online. He's seen all around K-State Athletics, press conferences, games. You'll find him there. Yeah. But he didn't grow up a K-State guy. He's what? an Ohio State guy, if you can believe that. Oh. So D.Y., when uh, old Nigel Pack tweeted that he is in Columbus, Ohio, to check out the Buckeyes, your reaction? I mean... Pretty excited. Yeah. Probably similar to with the Kansas State and the Antoine Davis thing. That's why Antoine okay. Davis is, you know, nice for Kansas State. It kind of replaces that output that they were receiving from Nigel Pack. And and I almost feel a little bad because I don't know if you obviously if Nigel Pack were to go to Ohio State because of the Kansas State thing. But if you remember Ohio State's quarterback is CJ Stroud. I think he was the first quarterback to take an official visit to K State when Chris Kleiman was hired. So it's like I'm kind of just Taking and picking there a little bit. <laughs> Jesus, what a pandering answer that was. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. I, hiding his excitement about Nigel Pack by giving K State a push. Uh, one uh, more. I'm a man of the people. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to bring up the, uh, gets talked about a lot here, but uh, the group chat. Uh oh. DY. And um, there's been a lot of discussion about who's following who on social media. So when it comes to the chances of, for example, K-State landing a guy, and you see the coaches and that player following each other on social media, how much do you buy into that uh, and the potential of that recruit actually coming to K-State? I mean, to an extent, I think I use that as almost like a barometer or a hint or a clue that there might be dialogue that exists between the two sides and that it is something to to look into and possibly explore from a reporting standpoint. I, I think that's what it is more of an example of or a suggestion of. I don't think it means, oh, you know, done deal, but I think you can use those clues and those hints and find out that, you know, something might be brewing between the two sides, not necessarily that it is a done deal. Yep. That's basically how I assumed, but, you know, some folks, they bump the bottom of the table when they see uh, somebody following somebody else, you know? You know what I mean? Right, so, and I'm sure I'm sure you, br- you brought that up because, we. I mean, we can reveal a little bit here. There seems to be a little bit of a mutual, at least, relationship and even if it is in preliminary stages between Kansas State and perhaps Iowa State point guard Tyrese Hunter. Oh, oh please. I mean, now happen. you're speaking my language. Oh, please. I, I, I do want to ask you about okay, so Rodney Perry, I think we all assume he's going to be the third assistant 
But what about it that? Would surprise re- me if he was not. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, how much in play is Julian uh, Phillips from Linkier Prep? I mean, five star kid. Obviously, yeah, it, that'd be it's a big addition. Probably a little bit tough to determine. I mean, okay. I, I think we've shared that it's not zero. We'll put it that way. You, you ask us a month ago, it's zero, right? I mean, yeah. you ask us maybe two, two or three weeks ago, it's zero. So the fact that there's, you know, a heartbeat of any kind to this relationship is probably, you know, anything you'll take and maybe a step in the right direction. There probably needs to be a little bit more time passed by before we can really conclude how serious the two sides are about one another. Now, Obviously, Kansas State, they'll be pretty serious about Julian Phillips, the five-star, if he if he is willing to, to play ball in Manhattan, of course. But we'll see what it's like with him. I mean, basketball five-stars, you get down in the, the nitty-gritty at this time period. There's typically a lot of drama associated with that recruitment. If you call anything a done deal or anything, any kind of certainty, you'll probably get yourself in trouble. Um because they can go a multitude of ways. I mean, you hear Kansas State being whispered about, or even hearing certainly here Louisville sort of enter the picture for him perhaps too, and they weren't for the longest time either, much like K-State, just because of Kenny Payne, the head coach there. And then some of the schools that have been around for the long haul, other than LSU where he was committed, is Florida State, USC, Tennessee, Auburn. I mean, some of the who's who of college basketball, at least in the last few years. So, there is uh, no shortage of schools chasing him and no shortage of firepower chasing him. We're speaking with Derek Young from Casey Online. We'll wrap it up with D.Y. when we come back. Got a couple of uh, recruiting questions when it comes to football, including the Cats offering a freshman. That's next on the game. Back to the game. Derek Young from Case and Online is joining us. DY, uh, DG, and I were having a little uh, short argument about. Uh, I feel like everybody can do a Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, baby? Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. It's not that good, but if you throw a little lisp on it, it's like everybody I'd- can do a lot of different impressions. But I was just saying, Stings was amazing. Like that was. Re- I mean, it was like it was like Dusty Rhodes, man. But everybody's got one, yeah, but it's not any, you know. D.Y., can you do any impressions? I'm not going to try. Come on! I mean, if you had to pick one, though, like, if you had a go-to, do you know what you would go with? Like, mine would be Randy Savage. Do you have one? Mm, Man, no. I mean, nothing's really coming to my mind. I mean, I guess everyone always tried The Rock back in the day. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. That's because he had a ton of taglines. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot like, of jabronis, huh? yeah, like jabroni, or uh, if you smell the rock is cooking, smell la, 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 la. the yeah. millions and millions of rocks. Uh, you know, he had a ton of those lines. So he, he was easy yep. to mimic. I'd go, if I had to do one, sorry to interrupt, but if I had to do, I'd probably go Big Steve. Ooh, look at me. I'm Big Steve. I carry coaxial cable around with me everywhere I go. That's exactly like. I know, pretty good. I felt like I just heard Big Steve talking. Pretty good. Just that you had a little more bass to your voice. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, Big Steve. Can't kick me while I'm down. I'm battling (laughs) seasonal allergies right now, all right? Sorry, Big Steve. 
Oh, God. D.Y., let's squeeze a couple of football questions in here. I did want to ask you about a freshman in high school that K-State offered. Um, I, I can let you tell us about him because you've – because there was a big weekend, right, of visitors uh, this past – was yeah. it this past weekend? Yeah, this past weekend. I think they, it was more geared towards the uh, younger classes. I think they had been doing, you know, up until that point, kind of focusing in on the class of 2023, which is like the current high school juniors right now because, of course, the seniors are technically, I guess, mostly already signed. So this was more geared towards those freshman and sophomore classes, which is – I don't know if cringeworthy is the right word, but it, it, you know, that's just recruiting, right? I mean, if you're not starting early, then you're you're late, and so that's what they do. You know, they they have to start recruiting those kids at a younger and younger age. It seems like every year, and so for this past weekend, it was mostly the class of 2024 and 2025 that was entertained by the K State coaches in Manhattan, and I and I think the one that you're talking about that did get offered. Was it Tyson Terry? I yes. want to say the the lineman from Omaha North, and he was twenty five, so he's just, you know, I mean, his freshman year of high school is almost finished at this point. So it's a it's a little different uh, on that uh, on that front. Was it common? Because I I honestly don't know, but I mean, from the past handful of years, of course, maybe of course, maybe even know from his time in North Dakota State. Would it be common for Coach Kleiman to go after a kid so young? You probably didn't have to in the FCS. I, I think the recruiting competition um, there is probably a little less fierce. I think there's less schools. In North Dakota State probably had the luxury of kind of waiting when they wanted to um, on a number of occasions. So this is probably something that he's had to adapt to a little bit more and, and probably been more embracing of at Kansas State. Uh, I mean, but, the, you know, I guess it, it doesn't change a whole lot of what you do, I mean, whether it's 2023, 25, whether it's sophomore, senior, you're just trying to develop that relationship and, uh, you know, sell Kansas State to, or at least introduce Kansas State to someone that, and show them why, you know, uh, it's a great school. It's a great football program at the end of the day. I mean, they really, um, really impressed that kid, Tyson Terry for, and from Omaha North. And something to also I, I probably keep in mind, too, is they do have a really good relationship with that kid's family, too. That, that uh, he's, His family has a bunch of football coaches in it as well that they've been familiar with for, for a number of years. And, and Connor Riley is from the area. He grew up in Nebraska. He went to Creighton Prep, which I believe is in Omaha, mm-hmm. um, Creighton Prep, the high school. So he's really familiar with the territory and the region there. Shout out to Dylan Phillips, who also went to Creighton Prep, I'm pretty sure. Um, I totally just blanked on my last question. I wa- Oh, okay. I remember now. Um, it, well, I wanted to ask about Dylan Edwards because he put out there on Twitter and it started freaking people out. The Caden Green. He <laughs> tweeted at Caden Green. Caden Green's a massive, yeah. which I believe, five-star offensive lineman in the class of 2023 from Kansas City. Kansas State not really a contender for him. I really don't think there was anything to it. I know everyone's okay. going to overreact to anything that's put out there by either Dylan Edwards or Avery Johnson these days because those are the two linchpins that any Kansas State fan that falls recruiting is going to follow and, and monitor their every step and their every move. And and I think Dylan Edwards recognizes that too and probably plays to that a little bit. Um, I don't think that's uh would be a bad thing to say. But I, I don't think it was anything more than him saying, you know, it, it's more of a, I think, more of a compliment towards that player 
towards his friend probably more than it is, oh, we got something going on behind the scenes. So to paint a picture for those that don't know, like D.Y. mentioned, Caden Green, five stars. He's an offensive tackle. He's the third best offensive tackle in the class of 2023 from Lee Summit, Missouri. He has visited Oklahoma five times. So we all kind of imagine he's going to be a sooner, sooner rather than he's good. Yeah, I didn't want to go that far. But Dylan Edwards, who's a running back from Derby, four-star kid who K-State certainly wants, keep him in state. He tweeted, block for me, dot, dot, dot. And, of course, that just stirs the pot. Which here, Here's the deal. If I'm a four-star kid or five-star or whatever and there's a ton of schools around me, I'm throwing out teases all the time. I'm going to have fun with this because you know you have all those followers from all different schools yep. want you to and come Dylan there. Dylan Edwards knows that. It's exactly yeah. what Dylan Edwards is doing. Nothing not against Dylan Edwards. I'm not judging him for that. No. But folks have to realize he's playing to an audience. Stir it up a little bit. Stir it up. I, 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 like, uh, I like the games once in a while. All right, uh, D.Y., that's all I have for you, man. Appreciate it once again coming on the show, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, anytime. Derek Young from K-State Online at DeYoung Rivals on Twitter. And uh, K-State Online, man, just cooking with new information every single day. It almost feels like every 10 minutes they have a brand-new story up there talking about K-State football, K-State men's basketball. They throw a little baseball in there as well for you. But kstateonline.com, where you can go to get all that information. All right, um, I guess we have a couple of minutes left. I really didn't have anything planned, but I can tell you coming up in the next hour – an interview I'm, I'm really excited about, and that is with Classy Cats head coach Sarah Heptig. So for those that don't know, K-State Classy Cats went to Orlando, Florida for a national competition, and in the POM category, they won the national championship. That is a huge, obviously, big deal. Yeah. And they brought the banner, brought the trophy back to Manhattan. We're going to talk to her and Classy Cats captain, Emmy. They're both going to be coming on the show to talk about the route and winning the national championship about a week and a half ago. Plus, K-State Athletics has announced their academic incentive program. That is a big deal. We have the details, and that is coming up after the uh, top of the hour break. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I tried to stall as long as I possibly could. <laughs> DG, of course, is going to have Ask Us Anything. Yes. Did you guys see the video of down in Texas? Kid hits a home run, and then the pitcher comes off the mound. I think this is a high school game. Comes off the mound and spears the dude as he's rounding third base. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing video. It's amazing. I mean, just bulldozes the guy. Yes. Corey Dean was right when he retweeted it. We need a Jim Ross call (laughs) on this right away. A full hour two is coming up next. Stay tuned. This is the game.